Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Will. I'm one of the interns in STS. Um, okay. And before I started, I wanted to uh, thank you guys for welcoming me as an intern this year in the STS. Um, and I just want to say that I've really enjoyed my time here. And I know that you guys are going back to school. And I still have like two weeks of summer. But um, I just, <laughs> you know, you guys are going back to school. And I just really wanted to thank you guys for being kind to me and welcoming me into STS. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed my time here, and you guys are really the bomb. But uh, so I, at the beginning of the summer, I didn't know that I was going to be speaking on a Sunday. Um, but we were in a uh, staff meeting a while back, and Zach looked at me, and we, we were talking about who's going to be talking on the different Sundays. And Zach looked at me, he was like, Will, so do you want to, like, would you want to speak on a Sunday? And, I, and in my mind, I was like, uh, yeah, like, like, absolutely. But I, when he asked me, I think I just kind of like, he asked me and I was like, I just kind of stared at him for like five seconds. And then he started nodding and, he, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, I would love to speak. And so uh, keeping, so this summer we've been going through the Psalms and I want to read another Psalm today and, and talk about it. And I want to read Psalm 139. Um, I think it's going to be on the screen, but... Um, if you guys want to turn to it uh, in your Bibles or your phones or whatever. Um, so, O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search my path out. And you search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is, in, is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. And if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, excuse me, be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day, for darkness is as light to you. For you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame is not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me, O Lord, are your thoughts. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me. So throughout the Psalms, so David uh, wrote this Psalm and throughout the Psalms that he wrote, um, something that I noticed is that he's very honest about how he feels about his relationship with the Lord and how he feels about what's going on in his life. And in this passage, he's talking about the Lord's presence in his life and he's praising God for being so close to him and guiding him through everything that he's gone through in his life. And for a guy like David, you know, 
it's, it's kind of, it's impressive to me that he would praise God for such a presence in his life because a lot of the sin that David struggled with in his life was made quite public. And like as a king, as a king of Israel, like a man after God's own heart, to have the sin, you know, everything that went down with Bathsheba. He had an affair with Bathsheba, killed her husband, and then tried to cover it up. Like that's, that's tough, like bad stuff. And it was exposed for everyone to see. And yet still, David praises God for his presence in his life. And that's, that's really impressive to me. And he also talks about how God knows him in and out. And he knit me together in my mother's womb. You know my thoughts from afar. You know the words of my lips before I even speak them. And, you know, to me, like that, that level of knowing that he talks about is, is complete. Like he, he intimately knows David from when he was created to when his days will be over. And, you know, that's, to me, it's kind of intimidating for someone to know me like that. Um, because, you know, he says, I know your thoughts from afar. And I think for me and for a lot of us, like our thoughts, like that's the most private thing about our lives is our thoughts. Like you don't, you won't know my thoughts unless I tell you. And so like those, those are something that I kind of view as like my own. But to David, he's saying, no, like these, these thoughts that I have are known by the Lord before I even have them. And these words that I say are known by the Lord before I even have them. And, you know, I thought about it and, I, and it was like, it was, that was like really scary to me for some reason. And then I realized that the reason that it was scary is because I was minimizing the Lord knowing me to like a person knowing my thoughts and knowing who I was on the inside and the things that I struggled with. And I think that's a mistake that people make is, is we mistake and we fear God knowing us because we think about God knowing us in a way as if a person would know us. And, you know, who wants to even be known a little bit? Like the stuff you struggle with, like you don't want everybody to know that. And, you know, there are very few people in your life that you might be comfortable knowing your struggles and knowing the stuff that you struggle with. But for David, he understands that with God, like, he doesn't really have a choice. Like, he's not like, yeah, so I'm gonna make sure to hold this thought captive to God, but this one, it's okay. He won't know about this. Like, everything that David thinks and says and does, God knows. And that's, that's scary to us because we minimize God to a person. And being known by a person and somebody knowing your struggles, that will come with embarrassment um, easily. Because we, we all want to be seen as this person who has it together. And, you know, I'm at church and I'm smiling and I might have yelled at my mom this morning, but I'm here and I'm doing good in front of everybody else. But in reality, we don't, we don't want people to know that. And when people know that it comes with embarrassment and sometimes it might come with judgment from the other person and ridicule sometimes for the other person. And who wants to go through that by revealing themselves to somebody that's not something that somebody wants, that anybody wants to desire or wants to experience. But being known by God is completely different. Being known by God, he, he, God shows us the love of Christ through knowing us. Because, you know, you see Christ came down, humbled himself to a human, lived 33 perfect years and died on the cross. Because he loved us, despite who we are, despite our fallen sinful nature, despite the things that we struggle with, he came down and because of that, he died for us and opened the door for salvation. 
So, you know, I would just encourage you guys, when you think about, when you, when you think about God knowing you, think about it as God knowing you, not as some random person on the street knowing you. Because when, that, when, you, when you change that, it's very, very different. Because you understand that God knowing your thoughts and God knowing the things you struggle with is not like him, you know, tallying away the stuff that you do wrong. And when you get to heaven, he's gonna be like, so, like we need to talk about this. It's, I know you, I know what you struggle with. I know that you're fallen, yet I love you. Yet I sent my son to die for you. Yet you will spend eternity with me through the process of sanctification and through your salvation that Jesus gave you by dying for you. And I think that it's tough, it's very tough, honestly, to experience the love of Christ outside of somebody else showing it to you. Because we talk about, like when I was, when I was a lot younger, I mean, I'm 19 years old, but when I was like very, very young, people would say like, you know, this is the love of Christ and you can experience this and it's fantastic and it's amazing. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, like Jesus came down to earth like 2000 years ago and he showed us and he showed us physically what his love looks like. And it says, you know, no greater love hath man than this to lay down his life for a friend. And I mean, who, like realistically, we're not really gonna have that opportunity a lot to lay down your life for somebody. You don't really see that a lot. And for me, being a physical person in a physical world, it's hard for me to understand experientially the love of Christ by just seeing it, by just being told about it because Christ loves me. And I think that's why we have the body of Christ around us so that they can show us the love of Christ in spite of the things that they know we are. And... You know, we have, you have brothers and sisters in Christ, you have spiritual leaders in your life, you have your parents, you have the people that work in STS, and those are the people that are called to show the love of Christ regardless of, you know, what they know about you. And from my own experience, um, especially, I mean, I, you know, I've struggled with a lot of things, and from my own experience, being... And really, like, the people that, that know me the best are my parents. And, you know, for me, it wasn't necessarily me sharing with them the things that I struggle with. It was more that being exposed to them. And I think, honestly, that's worse. That's a little harder than, than telling them what's, you know, what's going on. But nonetheless, they knew what was going on with me and what I struggled with. And they knew me as a person much deeper than even some of my friends or you know, anybody else in my life. And that is a tangible, and, and they loved me regardless, unconditionally. And that's a tangible example of the love of Christ. Okay, and that's, that's what we're called to do, is to love regardless and show the love of Christ that he showed us on the cross to anybody, regardless of who they are, regardless of what you know about them. And, you know, I think as as you know, I still struggle with this, but, um, you know, knowing when I was, when I was in high school, I really struggled a lot with, um, I wouldn't say like self-hate, but just knowing the things that I did and knowing, you know, the stuff that I tended toward and the sin that I struggled with, it was very tough for me to come to church and still, you know, think, well, yeah, like I'm a good person. Like I can, you know, I go to church and, I eat donuts and I have friends and, you know, I go to stuff that's not on Sunday. And 
for me, like, you know, that was not enough because, I, you know, nobody really knew me. And I was great at hiding a lot of the things that I did and a lot of the stuff that I struggled with. But, uh, you know, once, once that is revealed to someone and they have the opportunity to show you the love of Christ, it's, un, I, I don't want to say unbelievable because like that's what we believe in, but it's, it's hard to put into words the, just the encouragement that you feel through someone knowing you and still loving you and showing you the love of Christ that they showed them, that Christ showed them. And it's hard to kind of understand that and, and strive for that if you have not experienced it. Um, and the whole, like, in the essence of Christ's love is that he knew us. He wasn't just an acquaintance to us. Like he, God made us and he knew our thoughts from afar and he knew our lying down and our, and our waking up and he knew our words before they were on our lips. And because of that, he came and died for us and showed his love for us, humbled himself to a man. And, and like it says, Great, greater love hath no man than this. Jesus, a man, died for us because of who we are. And that's without knowing someone completely, like you can, you can love someone, you know, I love you guys, but I don't personally know every single one of you guys. And I don't know the stuff that you struggle with, but I know that you're fallen. And I know that you do struggle with stuff because everybody in here struggles with something. Like you, I mean, people might not know it, but you know what you struggle with. And I'm called as a Christian to love you knowing that because of that, because, because Jesus loved me regardless of my sin and I love you regardless of your sin. And, but it is made so much richer, that love is made so much richer understanding who somebody is and what they struggle with. So, you know, for you guys, I know, you know, when I, when I was hiding a lot of the stuff that was going on with me, it was, I didn't want to tell anybody and I didn't tell anybody. It was really, you know, for my parents, they kind of figured out about it. But um, through that process of them understanding me and loving me regardless of what was going on with me, I experientially knew the love of Christ. And I'll, you know, I'll tell you guys right now that revealing something to your parents about yourself is gonna be a lot, a lot less painful than them you know, finding out. And it comes with a relief and a weight that's taken off your shoulders, just like Christian in the Pilgrim's Progress. He laid his burden down at the cross right in front of Jesus. And Jesus still hung up on that cross for him. And I would encourage you guys, you know, you have your parents, you have people in STS, and you have spiritual leaders in your life that you know personally in your life. And, you know, you might not be comfortable really sharing a lot with them, but I would really encourage you guys to pray about it and think about it and understand that what you are missing out on by hiding yourself from people is something so much more satisfying than being able to fake it in public. And, you know, I kind of 
when I was in high school, um, my junior year, the first time I was, somebody really kind of walked this out for me um, was on our school retreat. And for those of you that go to North Cobb Christian, you know we go on a retreat at the beginning of every year, and that's definitely the most fun we have all year long. And it's like the first week of school. So, um, but the guy that spoke my junior year, um, his name was uh, Mr. Ritchie, and he was a second year teacher. And he spoke about, um, he spoke through Ephesians, but his main, his main like point for the whole weekend was uh, Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, which says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. And Mr. Ritchie is very young, um, great guy, but he, you know, he got up there and just, you know, told us for three days, like this love, like this is the love of God, like, but God being rich in mercy, even though we were dead in sin, quickened us towards Christ. And he was the first one for me to kind of really like, you know, lay that out for me. And I didn't really understand. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, like that sounds great. And, you know, it's pretty cool that you've experienced that. Um, but it, I didn't really, you know, fully understand that. And he ended up um, like three weeks later, he died in a uh, camping accident. And, you know, that was tough for us. But I think that for him, he knew the love of God because he understood that, and I know, I mean, I've said this several times, but really guys, like I know that when I was, when I was struggling with, with what I struggled with, I thought, you know, I'd go to church and you see these people that are all, that are like, you know, happy to be here, very polite. You don't really know what's going on with them. And you think, oh, like these people have it together. And, you know, you go over to your friend's house and it looks great and it's clean and, you know, they, you have a great time. But, and you go back to your house and you struggle with the things that you struggle with. And for me, I was thinking like, you know, who, like, I mean, there's nobody else that like, you know, struggles with this. Like, you know, I'm alone in this. And being alone for me, like I didn't want to tell anybody first because I didn't want anybody to find out and I was embarrassed. And that embarrassment turned into, well, I'm, you know, if I'm not going to tell anybody, then, you know, I might as well just keep doing it. And that, you know, that it got deeper and deeper and deeper until eventually, you know, mom and dad found out and, uh, when you're struggling with something and you hide it from somebody, you feel alone. And that's not true. Because David says, even I, you know, he says, um, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. There is no place that you can go emotionally, mentally, physically. And there's no, there's no, darkest place that you can get to where God is not right there, hemming you in from before and behind and whose right hand is not guiding you through everything. And that's, I mean, that's tough to think about because you're like, well, if God's with me, then, you know, why am I not doing fine? And why am I struggling with this? But God understands the things that you struggle with and he knows what you're going to struggle with before you even fall into it. <clears throat> 
yet he stays with you, and yet he loves you still. And I just want to encourage you guys that the best, the most tangible way to understand that and to experience that is to open up to somebody. And I would advise you guys to be very careful who you open up to. Um, Be very careful. Um, You know, guard yourself. But you have people on STS that would love, absolutely love to help you and absolutely love to know where you are and to understand what you're going through and to show you love through what you're going through. And your parents would love to do the exact same thing. And, you know, it's tough. Like, you know, you think, you know, this is embarrassing. Like, you know, I'm not gonna tell anybody about this. And I can say this because that's exactly what I thought. And yes, it might be embarrassing. And yes, you know, it might be awkward, but just understand that, that everyone's going through something and you know, they, all they wanna do is show you the love of Christ and that will be amplified through knowing you and knowing what you struggle with and loving you in spite of that. So just in closing, guys, I wanna encourage you guys to open up to some, to a spiritual leader in your life and someone who can disciple you in your life because I promise you when that happens, a weight is going to be lifted off your shoulders of this, like carrying this by yourself. And you will be released from that. Like, it's basically like kind of a, it's, it's like a prison, honestly. And you'll be released from that because, because you are not alone. But when you convince yourself that you're alone, it can be very daunting. And when you open up to somebody and when they show you the love of Christ, that way will absolutely be lifted off of you because you are known by someone and they are showing you the love of Christ. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day and I thank you for these students. Um, I thank you for the summer that we've had together and I pray that you would just encourage them in their walk with you and that just as each individual goes through classes and gets back to school, that they would know that you love them through anything that they go through and through any time that they have. In your name, amen.